that's it. So this evening, we are talking about what it means to seek the peace. This is not uh, an easy topic to cover and by no means is this exhaustive. We have a long, rich history at Manhattan Mennonite Fellowship. And this is an attempt to explore and, in a sense, exegete um, that which has caused us to live out our faith for these decades. The mission of our fellowship is stated, seeking the peace of the city. We'll let that sink in just a moment. Seeking the peace of the city. It is a high and worthy calling to seek the peace of anywhere, let alone a city. I've heard it said recently that peace begins at home. That peace begins in our hearts. And that's how our fellowship began in the 1970s when a group of students who lived together at Menno House, decided to form a worshiping community. I believe Deacon Malayman was among those early leaders. Founded as Peace Mennonite Fellowship, the name changed in the late 80s. In our mission of seeking the peace of the city, I observed that we're making a commitment to at least three things. First, we are making a commitment to seeking the peace. Second, we make a commitment to the city. And third, while not explicitly stated, it is markedly implied, we make a commitment to one another as a fellowship of peace Christians connected by our context in New York City. Let us begin with the first commitment of our mission, that is seeking the peace. Seeking means to pursue. It means that which is sought is not yet obtained, at least not in full. Seeking, by definition, is an attempt to obtain or achieve. And peace, defined by Martin Luther King Jr., is not just the absence of violence or a conflict, but the presence of justice. This biblical term, shalom, means peace, and it also means whole or holistic, complete, and in harmony. It is an active word. Sue Park, her denominational minister of transformative peacemaking at Mennonite Church USA, who will be preaching on the last Sunday in August at MMF, recently said in a teaching peace conversation, something to the effect that peace can be measured by how one defends, defines their enemy. That is, 
peace can be measured by how one defines their enemy. It's important to pause and consider our definitions. Considering our definition of peace. And consider your definition of enemy. The Holy One reveals the God self is Yahweh Shalom. One of God's compound names that reveal the inner nature and purpose of the divine. Yahweh Shalom, found in Judges 6, can be translated as the Lord is peace, or peace that is I am who I am. This story in Judges is a horrific story of violence and warfare and destruction of not only peoples, but symbols that united people. And in the midst of all of this conflict and turmoil, God declares, or, or Gideon declares, that God is peace. Even in the midst of conflict and violence all around, Gideon was able to declare that God is peace. Peace akin to salvation and also Sabbath is a gift to be received. Jesus says to his disciples, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. And following Jesus's example, peace is also then to be shared. And so we now move from theological and biblical concepts and we come straight down to earth and land in New York City, where our belief system gets the opportunity to become a living faith. As a fellowship seeking the peace of the city, we make a commitment specifically to the city of New York. As the adage goes, bloom where you're planted. A commitment to location, and an understanding of context are necessary toward achieving peace in our neighborhoods, our boroughs, the ecosystems within which we live, and ultimately, a knowledge of location and context is necessary toward obtaining peace in the city. Seeking the peace of the city means to seek to understand the complex history of our city. How and why Lenape Hoking, the homelands of the Lenape, were taken by Dutch and British settlers. How the construction of whiteness gave way to violence upon violence against Black and Indigenous and people of color, violence against women and immigrants and the poor, violence against those who are gender non-conforming and sexual minorities. We live in a city and it is from this location, we are given the opportunity to lean into what MLK called that long arc that bends toward justice. So what is a city? 
the word city and the related civilization come from the Latin root civitas, originally meaning citizen or community member. And if we stretch this definition a bit further, we meet the Latin derived prefix cis, meaning on this side of, which is the opposite of trans, meaning across from or on the other side of. The gift of our city is there are 8 million neighbors. That is those who are here on this side with us, yet are often in origin from across state lines, borders, oceans, and beyond. This is where the work of peacemaking becomes real. A few questions to consider. What are we willing to lose or surrender so that greater gains and increased peace might be made for all? What does peace look like in your and our context? On behalf of whom is peace being sought? And how are we seeking the peace of the city? Conversations are shifting and deepening. Ibram X. Kendi, Boston University professor and author and scholar has moved the conversation from the idea of someone stating that they are not racist toward a conviction that calls allies and activists to an anti-racist posture. So to our terms such as pacifist and nonviolent, finding greater nuance with terms such as anti-violence. There is a resonance in this shift that has caused to activate and include more people toward the work and witness of peace building. Seeking peace means to actively participate in anti-violence work. Seeking peace is to shift and disrupt, tear down, displace, and replace those whom Jesus' mom called high and mighty, otherwise known as the corrupt, powerful, and unhealthily influential, those who cause harm and inflict abuse both personally and systemically. And in this deep shifting, turning and overturning, the humble and those of a lowest state are raised up. Those who've been coercively disturbed, disrupted, and displaced, those whose power is diminished and not yet realized, are raised up and esteemed. Peacemakers are builders, although there are times when deconstruction 
need be the emphasis. And because we agree with Audre Lorde that the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house, we commit not to reformation, but to revolution. Christ, who was executed on charges of insurrection, did not call us to be reformers. Perhaps a new term that is coming back around in the last couple of decades and the Mennonite Church USA is definitely holding on to is that perhaps we might be called abolitionists in our work towards peacemaking and peace building. How far are we able to go in our commitment to nonviolence and anti-violence and peace building? The abolition of the police that is rooted in slave policing squads, the abolition of the military, the abolition of ICE, the abolition of prisons? How might we lean into not only deconstruction, but identifying ways that we can share resources and communicate with one another in new ways where we listen for the meaning beneath the words? Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. This is a high calling. And third, we are committed to one another, seeking the peace of the city. Begins at home and begins in each of our hearts. Jesus teaches us to love others as we love ourselves. It is important to love one another. And so we conclude where we begin at home and in our hearts. Peace does begin in our relationships with one another. Jeremiah the prophet wrote, They've treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. May we seek this deep peace. May we consider each other's wounds and learn to care for one another so that this peace might fill us with fullness to an overflow, that we might participate in this great work of seeking the peace of the city. Let us pray. Holy One, we praise you. We thank you for our fellowship that has such deep roots into the 70s, into the 16th century. So deep are these roots and so great are the resources that you have afforded us, O oh God. May we have open minds and open hearts, O oh God, that we might be creative and imaginative enough to build your peaceable kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Here we are, O oh God, choose us. We love you and we thank you for the gift to gather. In Jesus' name, amen.